Hey guys. So this is the next installment of Fifty Shades of Grey. And the last time we, we, we stopped and um, Anastasia was in Christian's bed. She had woke up after her, um, her night of being drunk. <laughs> so I will continue. I scramble out of his bed and frantically search for my jeans. He emerges from the bathroom, wet and glistening from the shower, still unshaven, with just a towel around his waist. And there I am, all bare legs and awkward gawkiness. He's surprised to see me out of bed. If you're looking for your jeans, I've sent them to the laundry. His gaze is dark. They were spattered with your vomit. Oh, I flushed scarlet. Why, oh why, does he always catch me off balance? I sent Taylor out for another pair and some shoes. They're in the bag on the chair. Clean clothes. What an unexpe unexpected bonus. Um, I'll have a shower, I mutter. Thanks. What else can I say? I grab the bag and dart into the bathroom, away from the unnerving proximity of naked Christian. Michelangelo's David has nothing on him. In the bathroom, it's all hot and steamy. I strip off my clothes and quickly clamber into the shower, anxious to be under the cleansing stream of water. It cascades over me, and I hold my face up to the welcoming torrent. I want Christian Grey. I want him badly. Simple fact. For the first time in my life, I want to go to bed with a man. I want to feel his hands and his mouth on me. He said he likes his women sentient. He's probably not celibate then, but he's not made a pass at me, unlike Paul or Jose. I don't understand. Does he want me? He wouldn't kiss me last week. Am I repellent to him? Yet I'm here. He brought me here. I just don't know what his game is. What's he thinking? You've slept in his bed all night and he's not touched you, Anna. You do the math. My subconscious has reared her ugly head. I ignore her. The water is warm and soothing. Hmm. I could stay under the shower in this bathroom forever. I reach for the body wash and it smells of him. It's a delicious smell. I rub it all over myself, fantasizing that it's him. Him rubbing this heavenly scented soap into my body, across my breasts, over my stomach, between my thighs with his long fingered hands. Oh my, my heartbreak, heartbeat picks up again. This feels so, so good. Breakfast is here, he knocks on the door, startling me. Uh, okay, I stutter as I'm yanked cruelly out of my erotic daydream. I climb out of the shower and grab two towels. I put my hair in one and wrap it around my head. Hastily, I dry myself, ignoring the pleasurable feel of the towel rubbing against my oversensitized skin. I inspect the bag of jeans. Not only has Taylor brought me jeans and, a, and new Converse, but also a pale blue shirt, socks, and underwear. Oh my, a clean bra and panties. Actually, to describe them in such a mundane, utilitarian way does not do them justice. 
They are exquisitely designed, fancy European lingerie, all pale blue lace and finery. Wow, I am in awe and slightly daunted. What's more, they fit perfectly, but of course they do. I flush to think of Buzzcut in some lingerie store buying this for me. I wonder what else is in his job description. I dress quickly. The rest of the clothing is a perfect fit. I briskly towel dry my hair and try desperately to bring it under control with my fingers. But as usual, it refuses to cooperate. And my only option is to restrain it with a hair tie, which I don't have. I should have one in my purse, wherever that is. I take a deep breath, time to face Mr. Confusing. I'm relieved to find the bedroom empty. I hunt quickly for my purse, but it's not in here. Taking another deep breath, I enter the living room area of the suite. It's huge. There's an opulent seating area, all overstuffed couches and soft cushions, an elaborate coffee table with a stack of large glossy books, a study area with the latest generation iMac, and an enormous plasma screen TV on the wall. Christian is sitting at a dining table on the other side of the room reading a newspaper. It's the size of a tennis court or something. Not that I play tennis, though I have watched Kate a few times. Kate! Crap! Kate! I croak. Christian peers at me. She knows you're here and still alive. I texted Elliot. He says with just a trace of humor. Oh no. I remember her fervent dancing of the night before. All her patented moves used with maximum effect to seduce Christian's brother. No less. What's she going to think about me being here? I've never stayed out before. She's still with Elliot. She's only done this twice before. And both times I've had to endure the hideous pink PJs for a week from the fallout. She's going to think I've had a one night stand too. Christian stares at me imperiously. He's wearing a white linen shirt, collar and cuffs undone. Sit, he commands, pointing to a place at the table. I make my way across the room and sit down opposite him, as I've been directed. The table is laden with food. I didn't know what you liked, so I ordered a selection from the breakfast menu. He gives me a crooked, apologetic smile. That's very prolificate of you, I murmur, bewildered by the choice, though I am hungry. Yes, it is, he sounds guilty. I opt for pancakes, maple syrup, scrambled eggs, and bacon. Christian tries to hide a smile as he returns to his egg white omelet. The food is delicious. Tea, he asks. Yes, please. He passes me a small teapot of hot water, and on the saucer is a Twining's English breakfast tea bag. Geez, he remembers how I like my tea. Your hair's very damp, he scolds. I couldn't find the hairdryer, I mutter, embarrassed. Not that I looked. Christian's mouth presses into a hard line, but he doesn't say anything. Thank you for the clothes. It's a pleasure, Anastasia. That color suits you. I blush and stare down at my fingers. You know, you really should learn to take a compliment. His tone is castigating. I should give you some money for these clothes. He glares at me as if I have offended him on some level. I hurry on. You've already given me the books, which of course I can't accept, but these, please, let me pay you back. I smile tentatively at him. Anastasia, trust me, I can afford it.
That's not the point. Why should you buy these for me? Because I can, his eyes flashed with a wicked gleam. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should, I replied quietly as he arches an eyebrow, his eyes twinkling, and suddenly I feel like we're talking about something else, but I don't know what it is, which reminds me. Why did you send me the books, Christian? He puts down his cutlery and regards me intently, his eyes burning with some unfathomable, unfathomable emotion. Holy crap, my mouth dries. Well, when you were nearly run over by the cyclist and I was holding you and you were looking up at me, all kiss me, kiss me, Christian, he pauses and shrugs. I felt I owed you an apology and a warning. He runs his hand through his hair. Anastasia, I'm not a hearts and flowers kind of man. I don't do romance. My tastes are very singular. You should steer clear of me. He closes his eyes as if in defeat. There's something about you, though, and I'm finding it impossible to stay away. But I think you figured that out already. My appetite vanishes. He can't stay away? Then don't, I whisper. He gasps, his eyes wide. You don't know what you're saying. Enlighten me, then. We sit gazing at each other, neither of us touching our food. You're not celibate? <laughs> Amusement lights up his eyes. No, Anastasia, I'm not celibate. He pauses for this information to sink in and my cheeks warm. The mouth-to-brain filter is broken again. I can't believe I've just said that out loud. What are your plans for the next few days? He asks, his voice low. I'm working today from midday. What time is it? I panic suddenly. It's just after 10. You've plenty of time. What about tomorrow? He puts his elbow on the table and his chin is resting on his long steepled fingers. Kate and I are going to start packing. We're moving to Seattle next weekend and I'm working at Clayton's all this week. You have a place in Seattle already? Yes. Where? I can't remember the address. It's in the Pike Market District. Not far from me, he smiles. So what are you going to do for work in Seattle? Where is he going with all these questions? The Christian Grey Inquisition is almost as irritating as the Catherine Kavanaugh Inquisition. I've applied for some internships. I'm waiting to hear. Have you applied to my company, as I suggested? I flushed. Of course not. Um, no. And what's wrong with my company? Your company or your company? <laughs> Are you smirking at me, Miss Steele? He tilts his head to one side, and I think he looks amused, but it's hard to tell. I flush and glance down at my unfinished breakfast. I can't look at him in the eye when he uses that tone of voice. I'd like to bite that lip, he whispers darkly. I inhale sharply, completely unaware that I'm chewing my bottom lip and my mouth pops open. That has to be the sexiest thing anybody has ever said to me. My heartbeat spikes and I'm a panting, quivering mess and he hasn't even touched me. I squirm in my seat and meet his dark glare. Why don't you? Because I'm not going to touch you, Anastasia. Not until I have your written consent to do so. His lips hint at a smile. What? What does that mean? Exactly what I say. He sighs and shakes his head at me, amused but exasperated too. I need to show you, Anastasia. What time do you finish work this evening? 
about eight. Well, we could go to Seattle this evening or next Saturday for dinner at my place, and I'll acquaint you with the facts then. The choice is yours. Why can't you tell me now? Because I'm enjoying my breakfast and your company. Once you're enlightened, you probably won't want to see me again. What does that mean? Does he traffic small children to some godforsaken part of the planet? Is he part of some underworld crime syndicate? It would explain why he's so rich. Is he deeply religious? Is he impotent? Surely not. He could prove that to me right now. I pale thinking about the possibilities. This is getting me nowhere. I'd like to solve the riddle that is Christian Grey sooner rather than later. If it means that whatever secret he has is so gross that I don't want to know him anymore, then quite frankly, it'll be a relief. Don't lie to yourself, my subconscious yells at me. It'll have to be pretty damn bad to have you running for the hills. Tonight, he raises an eyebrow. Like Eve, you are so quick to eat from the tree of knowledge. Are you smirking at me, Mr. Gray? I ask sweetly, pompous ass. He narrows his eyes at me and picks up his blackberry. He presses one number. Taylor, I'm going to need Charlie Tango. Charlie Tango, who's he? From Portland at, say, 2030. No, stand by at Escala all night. All night? Yes, on call tomorrow morning. I'll pilot from Portland to Seattle. Pilot? Stand by pilot from 2230. He puts the phone down. No, please, or thank you. Do people always do what you tell them? Usually, if they want to keep their jobs, he says, dead man. And if they don't work for you, Oh, I can be very persuasive, Anastasia. You should finish your breakfast and then I'll drop you off at home. I'll pick you up at Clayton's at eight when you finish. We'll fly up to Seattle. Fly? Yes, I have a helicopter. I gape at him. I have my second date with Christian, oh so mysterious gray, from coffee to helicopter rides. Wow. We'll go by helicopter to Seattle? Yes. Why? He grins wickedly. Because I can finish your breakfast. How can I eat now? I'm going to Seattle by helicopter with Christian Gray, and he wants to bite my lip. I squirm at the thought. Eat, he says more sharply. Anastasia, I have an issue with wasted food. Eat. I can't eat all of this. I gape at what's left on the table. Eat what's on your plate. If you'd eaten properly yesterday, you wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't be declaring my hand so soon. His mouth sets in a grim line. He looks angry. I frown and return to my now cold food. I'm too excited to eat, Christian. Don't you understand? My subconscious explains. But I'm too much of a coward to voice these thoughts aloud, especially when he looks so sullen. Huh, like a small boy. I find the thought amusing. What's so funny, he asks. I shake my head, not daring to tell him, and keep my eyes on my food. Swallowing my last piece of pancake, I peek up at him. His eyes, he's eyeing me speculatively. Good girl, he says. I'll take you home when you've dried your hair. I don't want you getting ill. There's some kind of unspoken promise in his words. What does he mean? I leave the table wondering for a moment if I should ask permission, but dismissing the idea. Sounds like a dangerous precedent to set. I head back to his bedroom. A thought stops me. Where did you sleep last night? I turn to gaze at him, still sitting in the dining room chair. I can't see any blankets or sheets out here. Perhaps he's had them tidied away. 
In my bed, he says simply, his gaze impassive again. Oh, yes, it was quite a novelty for me, too, he smiles. Not having sex? There, I said the word. I blush, of course. No, he shakes his head and frowns as if recalling something uncomfortable. Sleeping with someone. He picks up his newspaper and continues to read. What in heaven's name does that mean? He's never slept with anyone? He's a virgin? Somehow I doubt that. I stand staring at him in disbelief. He is the most mystifying person I've ever met. And it dawns on me that I have slept with Christian Grey and I kick myself. What would I have given to be conscious to watch him sleep? See him vulnerable? Somehow I find that hard to imagine. Well, allegedly, all will be revealed tonight. In his bedroom, I hunt through a chest of drawers and find the hairdryer. Using my fingers, I dry my hair the best I can. When I've finished, I head into the bathroom. I want to brush my teeth. I eye Christian's toothbrush. It would be like having him in my mouth. Mm. Glancing guiltily over my shoulder at the door, I feel the bristles on the toothbrush. They are damp. He must have used it already. Grabbing it quickly, I squirt toothpaste on it and brush my teeth in double time. I feel so naughty. It's such a thrill. Grabbing my t-shirt, bra, and panties from yesterday, I put them in the shopping bag that Taylor brought and head back to the living room to hunt for my bag and jacket. Deep joy, there is a hair tie in my bag. Christian is watching me as I tie my hair back. His expression unreadable. I feel his eyes follow me as I sit down and wait for him to finish. He's on his Blackberry talking to someone. They want two? How much will that cost? Okay, and what safety measures do we have in place? And they'll go via Seuss? How safe has been Sudan? And when do they arrive in Darfur? Okay, let's do it. Keep me abreast of progress. He hangs up. Ready to go? I nod. I wonder what his conversation was about. He slips on a navy pinstripe jacket, picks up his car keys, and heads for the door. After you, Miss Steele. He opens the door for me, looking casually elegant. I pause. Fractionally too long, drinking in the sight of him. And to think I slept with him last night, and after all the tequila and the throwing up, He's still here. What's more, he wants to take me to Seattle. Why me? I don't understand. I head out the door, recalling his words. There's something about you. Well, the feeling is entirely mutual, Mr. Gray, and I aim to find out what his secret is. We walk in silence down the corridor towards the elevator. As we wait, I peek up at him through my lashes, and he looks out of the corner of his eyes down at me. I smile and his lips twitch. The elevator arrives and we step in. We're alone. Suddenly, for some inexplicable reason, possibly our proximity in such an enclosed space, the atmosphere between us changes. Charged with an electric, exhilarating anticipation, my breathing alters as my heart races. His head turns fractionally toward me. His eyes, the darkest slate, I bite my lip. Oh, fuck the paperwork, he growls. He lunges at me, pushing me against the wall of the elevator. Before I know it, he's got both of my hands in one of his in a vice-like grip above my head. And he's pinning me to the wall using his hips. Holy shit, his other hand grabs my hair and yanks down, bringing my face up, and his lips are on mine. It's only just 
not painful. I moan into his mouth, giving his tongue an opening. He takes full advantage, his tongue expertly exploring my mouth. I have never been kissed like this. My tongue tentatively strokes his and joins his in a slow, erotic dance that's all about touch and sensation, all bump and grind. He brings his hand up to my to grasp my chin and holds me in place. I'm helpless. My hands pinned, my face held, his hips restraining me. His erection is against my belly. He wants me. Christian Grey, Greek God wants me and I want him here. Now in the elevator, you are so sweet, he murmurs, each word a staccato. The elevator stops, the doors open, and he pushes away from me in the blink of an eye, leaving me hanging. Three men in business suits look at both of us and smirk as they climb on board. My heart rate is through the roof. I feel like I've run uphill. I feel like I've run an uphill race. I want to lean over and grasp my knees, but that's just too obvious. I glance at him, and he looks so cool and calm, like he's been doing the Seattle Times crossword. How unfair. Is he totally unaffected by my presence? Does she forget the freaking hard-on that was pushing up against her a second ago? <clears throat> he glances at me out of the corner of his eyes, and he gently blows out a deep breath. Oh, he's affected all right. And my very small inner goddess sways in a gentle, victorious samba. The businessmen exit on the second floor. We have one more floor to travel. You've brushed your teeth, he says, staring at me. I used your toothbrush. His lips quirk up in a half smile. Oh, Anastasia still, what am I going to do with you? The doors open at the first floor and he takes my hand and pulls me out. What is it about elevators, he mutters, more to himself than to me as he strides across the lobby. I struggle to keep up with him because my wits have been thoroughly and royally scattered all over the floor and walls of elevator three in the Heathman Hotel. All right, guys. Ah, I hope I can keep reading this for you. Uh, forgive me in the future if I uh, start stumbling across my words, but that's some hot shit. <laughs> All right, we'll start chapter six next week. Be here. It's going to get hot.